Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock, and we are going to have a very special, not only guest today, but a topic that is very, very important for all of us to just stop, take a deep breath, and be more aware of what's going on around us. So uh, my guest is, uh, I think I can call her a friend now. So hopefully we we got that going. Uh, her name is Nidia Han. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, Nidia Han is with me. She is an Emmy award-winning television journalist. She's also a TEDx speaker and creative creator of hashtag This Is America, which is a provocative three-part documentary, documentary series about racism and the diverse American experience. Now, uh, if you're in the Philly area, you know her as uh, many different things, but co-anchor of C- at 6 ABC Action News Sundays in the Philadelphia area. And she's also the station's consumer investigative reporter. She gets real results for Action News viewers by troubleshooting issues and exposing things like scams, dangerous products, and just making sure that we're all more aware of what's available to us in our community. She's also committed to using her platform to uplift, empower, and give voice to traditionally underrepresented and marginalized groups. She is a recipient of so many awards, but one that really stood out to me was the Pearl S. Buck International Woman of Influence Award. She was also named Outstanding Ally of Diversity and Inclusion by the Philadelphia Inquirer. Now, she has gone a lot of places with her career, uh, places like Idaho, Oklahoma City, Texas, and now, of course, right here in my own neighborhood. And uh, here's just a little bit about her. She enjoys good food, good wine, and most of all, a good laugh. And she also says she's trying really, really, really hard to teach her kids how to speak Korean. So Nydia, I think you don't have enough things to do. Your your schedule is just way too empty. So we got to think a few more things for you to do. Yes, I could use a few more tasks. You're right, Michael. It is such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for inviting me to be part of your show. This is so strange because I'm so used to interviewing you and not the other way around, but I'll do the best I can. I know, and my viewers and followers have seen all the clips that we've done. Um, I'm really thankful and grateful that you uh, continue to ask me to be on your television uh, show as well to talk about things like job searches and making sure people are know what's available to them. In fact, you know, we'll have to have some uh, some follow up because I just was at Costco today, and now they're posting seventeen dollars an hour as the starting wage in Costco. So, <laughs> wow, seeing- well, you have so much wisdom. So it is always a pleasure <laughs> to talk to you for our shows. Well, thank you. And I know we hit like the highlights on your bio, just a few, but you know, tell me a little bit more about you and your background and, and specifically like what got you into broadcast journalism? What drew you to this as your career of choice? Broadcast journalism. Well, I'm going to split broadcast and journalism. So <laughs> I think three factors really compelled me to pursue journalism. I've always loved to write. 
My parents instilled in me the importance of a life of service. And I believe strongly that we as journalists really serve our communities. And number three, I've always been passionate about justice and particularly racial justice. When I was in college and interning for a newspaper in South Korea, I wrote an opinion piece in which I railed against the quote, distorted racist stereotype perpetuated by the all powerful media. So I think a big part of me really wanted to affect change and from the inside out. Oh, wow, that's great. Uh, And then the interest in broadcast, that's kind of another story. So I originally wanted to write long form magazine pieces, Mm -hmm. but then I did an internship at a television station and ended up catching the TV bug. I was mesmerized by the power of moving pictures and sound Mm -hmm. and the immediacy of television news, because of course this was at a time when you had to wait overnight to get your news (laughs) in print. And then the other thing is, truth be told, I've always been a little bit of a ham. (laughs) My parents used to tell the story that when I was a toddler, we had this fireplace screen with handles that were kind of like rods or kind Mm -hmm. of like microphones. And so I used to pretend that those handles were microphones and I would sing and make up all kinds of one woman or one girl plays. So I guess broadcast (laughs) journalism does make sense for someone like me. I love it. I can see all those things in motion for you, definitely, especially as I get to know you a bit better. <laughs> um, when when you uh, look at where your career has taken you, I mean, because you've physically moved all over the place to, you know, be in different markets. Um, I don't know, where were you in, in Idaho? I was in Pocatello, Idaho, which is oh southeastern God. Idaho. And, you know, at a time when so many of my friends were moving to big cities like San Francisco and uh, New York and L.A., I kind of felt like I was being exiled to Siberia. But the truth is, I loved Idaho and particularly Pocatello, Idaho. It's Mm -hmm. gorgeous. Part of me just kind of pines away to be in that part of the country again. The people are wonderful. I did a lot of hiking, a lot of whitewater rafting. And so it was a really wonderful experience. Plus, I shot and edited all of my own work. So it was a great learning experience as well. And I think that those things that I learned have really stuck with me um, and and helped me become the journalist that I am today. Well, I'm glad to know that because I grew up actually in Spokane, Washington. So I absolutely know where Pocatello is. (laughs) Yes, you were close. (laughs) I grew up though in Southern California, but also in a small town. So um, Pocatello, Idaho was actually not that different in some ways from where I grew up. And people are always, I think, surprised to hear that because when you think Mm -hmm. California, I think a lot of times people think LA or San Francisco, but (laughs) I was born and raised in a very, very small community, rural community. We had, you know, apple and orchard and uh, lemon and orange groves and avocado groves and strawberry fields, things like that. Now that's that's my kind of dream. I don't know that I want to live in California, but that would be my location to have all my fruit trees just anywhere. I've had to, I gave up, you know, when I moved from Washington, I had to give up my big uh, garden. And now in the city, we've created an urban garden in our alley behind our house. So I have a little bit, but no, I can't get an avocado tree going back there. <laughs> I do love that though. I love a good urban garden and I love a community garden. We live right in the city too. So um, we also, you know, our flower boxes on our house are basically our gardens. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. And, you know, I get what you say, you know, you're talking about being at Pocatello and doing all the, you know, your editing and your shooting and your, you know, setting up and producing, you were responsible for all those things. When you, as you advanced in different markets and got into bigger markets, do you think that gave you a greater, not only, you know, greater breadth of knowledge, but a greater appreciation for how many moving parts there really are um, in broadcast journalism? 
Absolutely. I mean, when I'm writing, I am thinking about the pictures that we have. I'm thinking about how our editor will be able to piece this together and cover what I'm saying. And so I'm definitely very in tune, I think, and I hope with all of the aspects of what goes into creating the work that ends up on the air. Yeah, I think so too, because I think once you, you, you have had to do it, you also appreciate the people around you, you know, even more, because it takes so many people. I love, um, I don't think I've told you this, but I have been, uh, right before the pandemic, uh, I had been going to a lot of television programs, specifically in New York, um, watching their warm-up person. So, you know, going Rachel Ray and uh, Good Morning America and, you know, all these different shows. And um, because it's part of another book I'm going to be, that I'm writing, and what I love watching is just the movement of, you know, even moving uh, sets around and, you know, in between shots, how many people have to work in tandem in rapid succession in order to get things done. It, it looks a lot more seamless when you see it on the, on the television set, but everything going on in the background, there's a lot. People have no idea how much happens behind the scenes. And I have such great respect for our producers, our editors, our photographers, our directors. I mean, every, it takes a village truly to do what we do. And, you know, I produced a little bit in college and I'm a terrible producer. And so there's a field producer, there's also a show producer. Mm -hmm. So being a show producer means you have to time out the show and make sure that you hit those commercial breaks on time, make sure oh, that yeah. you end on time. And I was terrible, terrible at timing shows. And so I just couldn't wait to get out of the booth. And I always felt like, you know, I had just been through sort of hell and back when I was inside. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, and you can always see it in the eyes of, of somebody who's interviewing somebody on TV when you know that person needed to, you know, stop talking, you know, like 14 seconds ago or 35 seconds ago, and you can just see in the eyes and you know, there's people chirping in their ears going, move them on. <laughs> exactly. Rap, rap, rap. <laughs> And, you know, I'm a bit of a talker, so I've, I've definitely gotten that rap, rap, rap repeatedly in my ear, and then I just keep talking. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Exactly. Like, I can't hear you anymore. I love it. Lydia, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor, and we will be right back. Have you ever considered hiring a virtual assistant, but didn't know where to start? Let Kukua Biz help. Kukua Biz matches talented professionals from Kenya with small businesses around the globe. Affordable weekly rates allow you to have a dedicated full-time staff member to help you with anything from administrative tasks, social media management, public relations, and more. Go to kukuabiz.com today for more information or email info at kukuabiz.com. Kukua Biz, that's K-U-K-U-A-B-I-Z dot com. And we are back with my friend, Nydia Hahn, and we are talking about a little bit about her background and how she chose uh, journalism and then broadcast and then broadcast journalism as her career. But I know that one of the things that you and I have spoken with quite a bit, and I know that I've you know, watched a lot of what you um, have been covering on this issue um, on 6ABC is is something really important. And it's it's about ensuring that we all work together to stop hate crimes against Asian and uh, Pacific Islander uh, individuals in particular. So can you talk talk to me a little bit about this? I mean, we we all kind of know that this is this is something especially that surfaced during um, COVID, but you know, this is 
it's something that I don't, I, I just can't even fathom that this is going on. What makes you so incredibly passionate about it? What, what do you want us all to know that we can do and how can we make a difference so we can stop this together? I really appreciate your support on this issue and for amplifying it through your show. I, it means a lot to me and I really appreciate it, Michael. So I, I've always been a proud Asian American and proud Korean American. So my mission is to amplify our experience and share what it means to be an Asian American. And that has been a lifelong mission. You know, when I was a little girl, very few people looked like me in my neighborhood or in my school mm -hmm. or on TV. Yeah. And I was proud to share the culture and traditions and foods of my ancestors with my friends and people I knew. I remember one of my friends, Nicole Caruso, she was one of my best friends. I was just delight in showing her like this big bag of milchi, which is tiny dried anchovies that we would use to make soup. She was so grossed out by it. And then I would dare her to eat kimchi, which is a spicy oh, cabbage dish. Love and you know, I loved doing that. But the other part of being Asian American in a mostly white community is that stereotypes and ignorance were a part of life. People yeah. always assumed I was not American or certainly as American as they were. They were often surprised when I spoke English fluently and without an accent. And then as I got older, I started noticing discrimination and I became able to identify and label racism for what it was. Mm -hmm. And so my desire to amplify the Asian American experience and change the AAPI stereotype um, and the ways in which we are very much wrongly perceived really grew. So mm -hmm. my professional work to combat anti-Asian hate began well before COVID. Um, mm -hmm. I felt a renewed responsibility to do this work after an incident four years ago now. I was walking on a street in Philadelphia close to our house when a driver yelled, this is America at me. And I assumed she yelled those words at me because she didn't think my Asian face could belong to that of an American. And wow. I responded to her in a live Facebook video that went viral. And that set me on a path to really speak out and stand up for Asian Americans, to investigate what it means to be American, to look at race and racism, to talk to people on the other side, which wasn't always easy to do. Um, but, you know, I really just wanted to tell stories in the hopes that we can be seen for who we are um, and be seen again as American as everyone, as everyone else. And of course, the anti-Asian hate we've seen amid the pandemic has made it crystal clear Clear, I think to the wider public how important this work is. Um, but you know, another thing that I really try to kind of bang the drum on is that this is not just about Asian Americans, right? This is about how we as humans default yeah. to hate anytime we're afraid or uncertain and that that really hurts our entire society. It really does. Well, first of all, that, I, you know, it, just a shocking, horrible thing that was said and done to you by that woman. It just, I, I can't fathom what is in people's heads. I mean, how, uh, it just makes me nuts. So I'm sorry you had that experience, but I do see that it also, you know, fired you up and said, okay, I'm not, I'm going to continue to beat this drum. I'm going to continue to talk about it because we have to talk about it. Well, I also think that my response to her taught me something about myself. So mm -hmm. I made all of these knee-jerk assumptions about her. My assumption was that she was unsophisticated, uneducated, racist, all of these things, right? When in fact, I don't know her. I don't really know what inspired that comment 
um, by her. And so I also realized that I have some of my own work to do. And that mm -hmm. if I'm going to challenge people to, you know, look at themselves, I needed to sort of confront some of the biases that I myself have. Um, mm -hmm. And it was really helpful when we produced our docu-series, hashtag This is America. Um, you know, I sat down with people who, at least on social media, seemed to have a very different point of view and experience than I did. And then when we actually sat down in person and talked and mm -hmm. had a real conversation, there were a lot of surprises. It turns out yeah. that, you know, we all have more in common than we think. Mm -hmm. um, and even when we seem so far apart, on issues that you know make us believe we couldn't possibly come together on anything, that is still possible. So yeah, that's and I'm good for you too for having that that mirror moment. I always talk about that with my you know when I'm doing my presentations about you know I always say I have a mirror I carry it around with me. I know it's on my hand, but I it's you know symbolizes a mirror that many times I have to stop and look at that myself and say okay before you respond before you react before whatever are you, where are you in this picture? What are you doing? And I think you're right. We all have to stop and, and not make those assumptions. Cause even as you were talking, I was making the same assumptions. How ignorant is this woman, you know? And, and I also say, you never know what's going on behind anyone else's four walls. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we, that you don't know, I mean, that was a very unique and specific thing to say, but you also never know that person who gets road rage, you know, what was happening in their house that morning, what they're facing. Um, so a lot of things uh, we just don't know, but we can, you know, um, but we can still continue to talk about them and try to find the, that common ground. That's really, really important. I think one thing that's, you know, I've been noticing, my husband's been uh, traveling this week. So of course that means every night I'm watching Hallmark Channel movies and, uh, <laughs> Invite and, me over. I love those movies. <laughs> I just went to Total Wine, so we'll get some. Uh, we'll get some uh, a glass of bottle of wine, and yes. we'll sit and watch. It's like my but perfect one night. Of, one of the things that I have loved is that I'm seeing new people on, um, you know, different cultures, different races, different body types, uh, same-sex couples. We're seeing so much more diversity in an area of just like the Hallmark Channel. That I guess that that gives me some hope that we are starting to to embrace the fact that you know as you said as a little girl you didn't see a lot of people that look like you on tv but now we are seeing more do you think those things will help us to continue to to find more bridges absolutely i am so happy with all of the shows and movies and podcasts that are coming out that help us all move in i mean as michelle obama and Brene brown have said you know it is hard to hate close up and so yeah. the more we can do to move in to get to know each other's experience so that we don't see people as generalizations or as stereotypes but just as individual human beings i think that does make a huge difference and you know again i this is not just about being asian american i, I really try to do this for every um, group that i think is traditionally unknown or misunderstood so I, i'm a co-chair of our 
uh, stations belong committee. Um, mm -hmm. And we do a lot of work in this area. You know, I, a lot of people are familiar with that Martin Luther King Jr. quote, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. But I don't think a lot of people are familiar with what he said right after that. And he said, you know, we are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. And I, I could not agree more with that. Oh, that's beautiful. I didn't know that whole quote either. So I'm glad you shared that. Thank you. Very inspiring. Well, Lydia, you do amazing work. I love um, being connected with you. I love watching you. I know that you're very passionate about everything you do. And of course, we're going to you know, have links to where people can find you on 6ABC in Philadelphia. But if somebody wants to learn more about you, what's the best way for them to find out about you? Probably the easiest thing is to just go to my website. It's www.nidiahan.com. I'm also on 6abc.com and you can find our docu-series, This is America, 6abc.com slash This is America. It's also on my website. And I also have a bunch of resources that I've pulled to try to, again, move us in and try to fight hate of all kinds, but particularly anti-Asian hate. I love it. Well, and you've already given us a lot of wisdom, but do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? You know, that quote, uh, that idea, right, about moving in and the importance of moving in to me, it's just, it's really what I live by these days. And I think it's so important in this age of, you know, we have all these ways to connect, yet we seem more disconnected than ever before. And I think that is, I just ask people to really share their knowledge, share who they are. You know, I assume anyone listening does that already if you're listening to caring for a community, right? But yeah. I would say that my hope for anyone listening is that they share what they're learning from podcasts like yours, Michael. I hope they take the information, share it to help others move in because um, it is hard to hate close up. I love it. Thank you so much, Nydia. As always, it's great to talk to you. Fun to turn the tables on you this time. Thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you, Michael. It was a pleasure. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.